0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: at
2: the end of the conversation i said to her i was like well look thanks for your time i'm not going to give up hope you know i'll find a way yeah and she turned around to me and she said i wouldn't have any hope if i was you
1: hello and welcome to a life in dublin i'm your host mark and with your permission we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least they say success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm I've always been fascinated about what keeps people moving forward, about what really drives them. Running a business is no walk in the park. How would you manage being solely responsible for the success or failure of a business? After all, a bad day at the office for a small business owner could be their last ever day at the office. Jane Barry is a born entrepreneur and founder of bump Two Socks, a business which looks to support those with Down syndrome and autism you can find a link to the business in the description of this episode in this chat myself and Shane talk about how he manages the never-ending personal and professional challenges that come with starting a business we talk health both physical and mental faith and a lot more thanks so much to all of you for listening I do not take your attention for granted and I hope very much that you're enjoying these chats that we put out keep on getting in touch it's great to hear from people who are listening and to be honest makes it all worthwhile and now, here's my conversation with Shane Barry.
2: Um, a month for six months, and then you work with a mentor as well. Yeah. Um, so, oh,
1: great. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, well, not like, I know you're not going to say anything bad about it, but are you finding it useful? or? Yeah, yeah, it is, definitely, definitely.
2: It's just, um, sometimes it's hard to keep your <laughs> concentration for a full day. If you're a, in there all yeah. day long, I imagine, and yeah. they're putting up presentations when, and yeah, stuff like it's that. Yeah, like, it's like being back in college or school or something, yeah. you know, but... Uh, no, the information is, is really good, yeah, definitely. And I think, like, you'll see the benefits when you implement, you know, what you're kind of learning and stuff like that. You'll see it later on Yeah. You know, that way. So, yeah.
1: so how did you find yourself in, in that situation in the first place? I imagine you are obviously setting up businesses of, of some kind, and this is kind of another feather in the cap kind of thing. Yeah, well, basically my, my background... Um, I studied computer programming web
2: development in college Mm. and um, about four or five years back now I I was working for a guy who had he had a a few companies and I was basically managing his uh, websites and you know working on sales and marketing and stuff like that and I'd always kind of since I was younger I always had kind of like an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, uh, mind you know Mm and um i've been doing little projects here and there but uh, a few years back um we set this business up so my granddad actually approached me um okay. my uncle has down syndrome okay. his name is thomas mm. and um he always wanted to have a job but because he has down syndrome and he has like he has loads of other illnesses like he has disease in his hips he has like mm. Uh, reflux. Like I can't even list them all, but basically, for him to have a job is quite difficult, you know, yeah. given the state he was in, you know. So my granddad approached me and he was like, "I'd love to do something for Thomas." Um, mm. you know, he knew I was involved in doing other things with business, and you know, I I kind of got a bit of experience. And he and he asked me about setting something up for Thomas. So like we okay. we put our heads together and we came up with uh, a sock business because um. Thomas loves socks, so you see Thomas everywhere he goes. He has a pair of socks in his hand, and he like spins them around. (laughs) It's basically um, it's a form of stimulation that's common in Down syndrome. So they find a way to kind of soothe, like and stimulate. Um, so he's had interesting, yeah. It's it's it is interesting. So and and a lot of feedback we've got actually from other people with Down syndrome and autism. They do similar things. So, but he's had socks since he was a child. Never played with toys or anything. So we decided to set up a, a sock company with like fun, colorful socks. It'd be like a family business, mm. and uh, the focus would be for Thomas, you know. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah, there's also a big connection with socks and Down syndrome. So every year on the 21st of March, people wear colorful socks uh, to raise awareness for Down syndrome. Um. I only found out recently. It's because if you, if you look at you know chromosomes, people with uh, Down syndrome have three copies of chromosome 21 so they've like an extra chromosome than everybody else okay. but they actually look like little socks so no <laughs> yeah <laughs> so an, anyway we, we set this business up for like as a family kind of business and to give Thomas a purpose and uh basically it kind of took off you know so I went then from working for somebody else into you know running this business kind of full time mm. um, and I've learned a lot you know I've learned a lot um, and and as part of being kind of like
1: as as um yeah get rewarded yeah no I, I imagine my I'm stutter there dear. yeah I just I what I would think just from coming from that sales and and marketing background mm-hmm. that you had with your your previous companies or maybe you're still there but you'll tell me more about that in a second but was any like having the experience that you had were you afraid in any way of kind of getting into a new business or or can I ask? Was it very just like let's give Thomas um a, a purpose and there's not too much pressure on the success of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah,
2: it, it, I think anytime you start something new, there's there's gonna be some element of like you, you know risk or fear involved because you, you don't really know how it's gonna go. Yeah. Um. So definitely in the beginning, you know, it was like let's see what happens here. I don't know if this gonna work or not. You know, but um. I I find myself, you know, I kind of enjoy things like that that push me a little bit, you know. Yeah. I I kind of like I won't give up easily. If I fail, I'll I'll learn from it and then I'll I'll do it again a different way, you know. Yeah. So I've kind of approached everything like that, but there was a small element of that, but there was also another element of like you know I'd been working for people, I've been doing this for people. And then it was like, why don't I do it for something closer to me mm. and, you know, my family, instead of building somebody else's business, yeah. you know, so that the
1: excitement of that was there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you said you were you kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit when you're even from when you were young. Um, what What do you mean by that? i've always been like doing little projects you know i used to buy and
2: sell cars Um, and i used to buy stuff from like china and bring it here and sell it like i've been doing all these little projects and different kind of things you know um since i was young Mm. um and uh yeah i think it was all building up like all of that stuff was kind of when i look back in hindsight now i can see like how i learned from all of those experiences even working for people and and you know doing their marketing doing their websites and all, all that experience you know maybe at the time it wasn't exactly what i was wanted to do but all of that ultimately led me to where i am now because if i didn't learn all that stuff mm. i wouldn't have been able to do what i'm doing now if you get me you know
1: i heard through somebody else before that like for or to have a successful business, it, it doesn't happen on never. but very rarely happens on on the first, on the first go at something. Yeah, I think they said something like, oh, "It's your third business before you, uh, before you actually have a successful one." Yeah, it there's a. I think with any entrepreneur or, or business person, you have to have a very. You have a very unique relationship with failure. Mm, um. Definitely. You're saying you're talking about learning there, but probably what you're actually talking about maybe not maybe failure is a very dramatic word but setbacks or or things like
2: yeah that. i think if you approach a business with the mindset that you're not going to have any problems or setbacks i think you're kind of deluding yourself a bit yeah. Like anybody that's been successful will tell you that that is just par for the course you know so yeah. i think what you have to do is you've you kind of have to learn how to deal with the setbacks, you know, they're going to happen. So it's like, how do I deal with them? You know, how do I, um, when things don't go right, do I, you know, do I lose the head or or do I stay calm and do I refocus, you know? So, yeah, I think, I think uh, it's not for everybody, you know, some people their risk tolerance or their, you know, how they react when when they have a setback it it might not be for them you know how do you deal with those those setbacks i think i learn from them i look at what went wrong um you know like there is moments where i'm like shit like how did that happen (laughs) or what did i do you know
0: there's
2: moments you question yourself but i think the most important thing is to kind of just look where you went wrong and try to Fix that knowledge gap Or something that you were missing You know mm. And adjust the
1: approach And go again It's like It's kind of like that Yeah So like, quite practical then In the sense of like Upskilling yourself Or Exactly Exactly Yeah um,
2: Like there's a lot of Like there's a lot of Trial and error In business You know yeah. like Especially like We're in retail business We're selling online um, E-commerce And like You know Like I've spent a lot of money On ads that have done nothing And failed And like yeah. just. You know, thousands into nothing, and it's just part of the 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 process. You know, you kind of need to, you need to learn. You know, and and and, I I think I'm 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 only like scratch
1: the surface. I have so much more to learn as well. You mm, yeah, know, so it's, so it's kind much. of
2: like an ongoing
1: thing. But how yeah. Um, yeah. how has your relationship with with Thomas changed since since this project you you've started? Um,
2: it's changed in a positive way because so thomas is my uncle you know yeah but kind of before this business started you know my understanding of people with down syndrome was just thomas like oh he's my uncle he has down syndrome well that's what down syndrome is like but now that i've got into this business my i've expanded my understanding you know because i've had to do a lot of research on individuals with down syndrome and you know what's affecting them and etc yeah. you know and like for example i think like less than five percent of adults in ireland and um, with down syndrome currently are in employment you know which is bad wow. yeah. think About you know so there's a lot of things that i did not understand another thing is like thomas has kind of speech problems and mm-hmm. i found out that the um people with down syndrome have low muscle tone so they've low okay. muscle tone in their jaw mm-hmm. and um if they don't get the care from like a child, like if they don't get the therapy they need to build that muscle tone up, they'll struggle as an adult, you know? Okay. So there's so much I've learned that, you know, if you just look at someone with Down syndrome, you kind of don't really understand all these little yeah. nuances. I think yeah. is the word, but um, yeah, yeah. My relationship has changed in a sense that I have um, more understanding of how challenging life is for him. mm and I think we've grown closer, you know, because we do a lot of events and stuff. Like, for example, we were only in Facebook uh, Meta mm. across the road there yeah. um, last month and mm. we were doing, like, a promotion. Like, and he comes to all the events and to greets with people, you know. So uh, my relationship with him has gone
1: gotten closer, you know, yeah. since... I guess uh, you're spending a bit more time with yeah, him, maybe. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's, that's quite a nice uh, side of it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, your first business meeting or your first uh, board of directors meeting then was yourself, your granddad and, and your uncle, um, or, or kind of paint that picture for me. A yeah, little bit. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, you had the idea of socks, um, or your granddad came to you. He said, let's do something, um, that mm. we can kind of, you know, give Thomas something, a little bit of purpose or whatever. Yeah. Um, you had this idea of socks. Where, how do you even go from that point? yeah see see i've done a couple of things before so i had a good idea you know mm. like um
2: like initially we had the source of supplier to, to get the socks in you know like mm. we had nothing like the business started like in a box room in a house you know yeah i think we started with about 500 euro and bought some stock like that's how like wow that's how small it was now we have like we're not like <laughs> i'm not saying like we're millionaires or anything but we have like We have a unit now, we have machinery where we're making socks, you know, Ah, we have a lot of stuff, we've done big collaborations with, like, you know, press up group, we made socks for Whale we've done some socks for Brennan's Bread, Kyo's Crisps, and we were in Arnott's, we were one of the finalists on a, a thing called Pitch 21, um, so we had a concession in there and everything. So to go from literally nothing to build it up to, you know, to kind of all of that, you know. It's incredible. It, it took, yeah, yeah. But it, it just started with an idea. And then it was like the way we started, we just reinvested. Like we we started off with our first amount of stock. I think it was 500 pairs. I can't even remember. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it was 500 pairs. And then what we'd done was we once they were sold we just pumped the money back in we got more stock and more and we just kept expanding and expanding the range and just kind of just you know
1: went from there with it so um, yeah um what would you say has been perhaps the most difficult hurdle you know particularly at the beginning because these days and i was actually speaking to someone recently about this setting up a business I think thanks to social media and perhaps um, things like Shopify and yeah. um, you don't have to have maybe the knowledge that you have in, in kind of computer programming or actually anybody can set up almost any business. The actual setting up is easier than ever. So the yeah. like, let's say the barrier to entry, but the success or the, act- the sustained growth yes. of that idea is incredibly difficult to achieve Um, and that all maybe the idea in that sense is is quite important for that sustained growth but without having that experience of trying to just like let's say I'm trying to sell a pen um, you you can't just set up an Instagram account for pens it just won't work
2: yeah, I, I think you need some knowledge of business. You have mm. to understand what makes a business successful. You have to identify what makes your product or service unique, you know? Mm. And and then you have to identify who your customers are. Mm. You know, there's a few questions you need to ask yourself like so it, it takes a bit of time and a bit of work and um, the biggest problem like i read a lot of business books and follow a lot of business people and they say the biggest problem every business face is faces is attention you know it's getting eyes on your business you know that's yeah. and we're competing with how many people now on instagram social media you know so the biggest problem a new business will have is getting eyes on your business so you know, it, it takes a lot of creativity. You have to find ways of, of getting attention, you know, through social media. Mm. Um paid advertisement can work as well, you know, yeah. to, to, to we use a lot of paid advertisements. Um
0: mm.
2: and then leveraging like local sources as well. I think someone starting off, um, if you leverage like the likes of local newspapers, like friends and family, you know. Mm you just it's something you need to build on but it's 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 a constant thing like we've had times where things were amazing and then we've had times where things just dipped Mm -hmm. and then i'm like scratching my head and it's like back to the drawing board how do we kind of push things back out now how do we get and i think it's going to be constantly like that you know it's kind of like yeah air business as well you know in the kind of christmas period we do really well you know and then we dip kind of mm, and yeah. um, but there's ebbs and flows to it you know like um and you have to have some element of faith you know you have to believe in what you're selling mm. you have to believe it's going to work mm. Um, because there's going to be times when there's nothing coming in and and there are the times that you
1: that's where your faith will get you through you know yeah. so um yeah that's uh I don't think that one is actually spoken about enough, maybe. Mm. Um, that aspect of, of faith is, is it comes from doubt, actually, because really when you have those moments of of a lull, as you say, um, you you start doubting. It's like, uh-oh, um, this yeah. isn't what I expected or what I wanted. Um, but you're kind of like, you know, almost like, the antithesis to that is you have to, grow your your faith in the product or you have to really as you say truly believe in it Um, yeah i I believe if if you're going to start a business
2: um or a new product or service make it something that you believe in or you know and that you love as well well you don't necessarily have to love it but you have to believe it's good and it's going to serve people because you can spend like a lot of time trying to push something that we don't necessarily believe is a good product and you just can't waste your time, you know. But I, I believe, like, with our socks, you know, people love them, like, the feedback we're getting, you know. I believe people are also buying a kind of a story and a feeling as well as the products, you know. Yeah. They're, they're buying the, the whole message behind it, you know, and then that makes them feel good. And then they gift, a lot of people gift the socks to people and then... Mm. people they give it to feel good you know so you're kind of selling an experience as well you know so if if you don't kind of believe in in what it is
1: you're you're selling um i'd say maybe have a rethink about you know have you had those experiences before this business in in maybe being involved in something another entrepreneurial project that you didn't necessarily believe in i did i actually did yeah the same time i had i had kind of two things going when i
2: set this sock business up um Me and a friend of mine um we noticed like a little kind of a niche uh, a little gap in the market for uh, recruitment in the um hospitality industry Mm. and we had a website going where we were advertising hospitality jobs um, and Mm. we had like people like um let's say restaurants coming to us and paying for advertisement Mm. um and you know it was something we kind of identified as a gap and 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 we tried it you know and it was kind of working and it could have done really well but my heart just wasn't in it you know mm. and just I and this business i'd kind of just started as well and you know between the two of them this my heart was going towards this I, there was more purpose more passion in this and i believed in this more than the other business so yeah. ultimately we decided to kind of close that down and then mm. i switched my
1: focus to this yeah um, so yeah I did I have had that yeah. yeah I think that that's as you say it's it's so crucially important um i I personally have had the experience of of I used to um run um an online language school right um with uh, with a colleague of mine and then he he basically had another kid so it was kind of became very untenable for him to be in in doing this, setting up a business, um, and having those lulls that you yeah. have like yeah. when you're paying for childcare and stuff like that. It's it's not something you can do really. Um so I kept it going for a while, but then realized first I didn't necessarily believe in what we were doing. Um mm. or I had lost kind of It just it it just didn't fit in many ways in my head. so I started to question it and then then it started to really get me down, actually, because you're like, oh, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give this up. But I didn't I didn't love it. And I didn't believe in it. I think I didn't love it because I didn't believe in it. Um, And uh, my partner, Monica, she's actually she runs a. It's a fashion thing as well she sets up um, she set up a second hand clothing uh, company amazing yeah. um, and I was looking at her doing this and how much she loved it mm. like this like you can just see this is her absolute she, yeah. passion and I started comparing myself to her I was like wow, you're probably I, going like, in a headache every day yeah like, and I was wow. like <laughs> I was like she really loves this and then when I have to sit down and do my work I just I, I can't I can't see that I have that same yeah um and I think in, in one sense that was the inspiration behind this podcast because even though I'm not like we spoke about this isn't gonna make me millions or anything like that but it's a passion and yeah. I can easily do this um and work hard at it and have moments of difficulty in it but still keep let me going. let me ask you a
2: question mm. really, because what I'm kind of getting at and how I felt was um that type of job lacks a form of self-expression i think you know it's kind Mm. of like for me you know we were just it was just recruiting you know and there's no way for me to kind of express myself and be creative Mm. in it yeah and i'm wondering did you feel the same in the
1: yeah um it is very monotonous like you're you're answering the same questions from from students all the time and i don't know how many times i did up like a frequently asked questions document i was like read this and they're like okay, but I'm just gonna ask you anyway. Um, and you spend so long doing all of this, and yeah, like some people would have absolutely loved that complaint. Like, I'm not complaining about the business or anything like that. Um, I think it's for some people it would have been perfect, but yeah, maybe for me, perhaps you're right. The that kind of creative aspect to it. I know, I noticed this with myself and a lot of my friends who are
2: kind of creative as well. You know. Like, I would find it very difficult to do kind of a mundane or repetitive job. Like, um, I feel like I kind of crave a bit of variety, um, and the ability to kind of just create and, and, and kind of do my own thing a bit, you yeah. know. And I think we're just, some people, we're just different, aren't we? Like, there's other people that love the kind of regular, they know exactly what they're doing,
1: and then mm. there's other people. What um, are your, like do you have personal objectives like taking uh, taking like our, our focus off the business for a second do you have personal objectives in terms of a place you want to live uh, at an age you want to retire by uh, a life that a lifestyle that you yeah. want to? yeah I definitely do I
2: definitely do like one thing uh, something that's quite important to me at the moment is I, I've struggled a bit with my gut health for mm. a long time um, like a number of years you know so like one of the most important when you're when you're not feeling healthy you know kind of a lot of these objectives they kind of go to the back of your mind and the the number one thing is to feel good you know Mm -hmm. so like at the moment now like one of my main focuses is to just feel healthy and good and like even at that i'm feeling happy just you know what i mean like so like i've been having like kind of long-term issues with my gut like i've been to my doctors like many times like and they're just telling me oh it's just ibs uh, mm. i've got like cameras up and down everything mm. and like it, it got really bad like i mean like affected my daily life where i just felt ill i couldn't mm. exercise you know and this yeah. this has gone on for years and um i went I, I went to a doctor uh recently i know this is kind of gone off subject but uh, no that's great yeah, yeah i went to my doctor uh recently let's say about three months ago uh january um I was talking to uh, i was actually talking to my granddad and i was telling him that my gut was still like really bad and he said to me he's like why don't you go back to the doctor you know and i was like look i've been there so many times and they're not doing anything for me and they're just telling me the same thing
0: mm.
2: and uh, he was like just just give it one more chance just go back you know you're not well like that's where you're supposed to go to the doctor yeah so i went back to the doctor and um, I never looked at me. I was like look I've not I, I'd exhausted all my options with let's say the the medical you know field like I'd gone to the doctor I'd gone to the hospital and stuff like that mm. and like to kind of give you an idea like I would eat food and I'd just vomit like, like ah, half an hour furious, later it's really serious chronic constipation where I couldn't go to the toilet for mm. like over a week wow and I, I ended up in like A&E a few times where they had to like basically flush me out jeez like it got so bad like and and the doctors were basically saying, like, oh, it's just OEBS, just live with it like a breeze. So this time I went back to the doctor and I was in a really bad way. Now, this was really affecting my mental health as well. Like yeah, of course. You can imagine, like, I felt so anxious yeah. because of this. Um, so I went back to the doctor and I, I went in and, and, like, I explained, look, I'm, I'm feeling really bad, like, like really bad. Um, and she basically just said to me, she was like, look, you just have to get on with it. This is, like... A disease you have like they couldn't tell me what was wrong with me but okay. she was like this is in the community a lot of people have it there's no point in crying about it you just have to get on oh, with it okay. right i was like kind of shocked right yeah and i was like well what what do you deal with like your other clients that have this problem and she said well we just put them on um some of them on antidepressants so they're mm. not as miserable and I, I in my head i was like wow that is shocking right yeah so then, at the end of the conversation, I said to her, I was like, well, look, thanks for your time. I'm not going to give up hope, you know. I'll find a way. Yeah. And she turned around to me and she said, I wouldn't have any hope if I was you. I don't I believe swear you're... to God. right? Oh to the, my God. I, le- I left the doctors, like... Like... Oh, I left the doctors, Jesus like... like Christ. feeling like... I'm never going to feel healthy again, you know. But I, I refuse to believe that. Like, I, I there's something about me that, like, I'll refuse... Like not allow that doctor to tell me that that's not possible for me to feel healthy again, you know. So what I decided to do was I decided to look elsewhere. So I I contacted this 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 place um and they do all kind of it's like more holistic kind of uh, treatment Mm -hmm. um and I done know it's called a a GI map right. So basically you send a poo sample Mm. um I had to send it to like Denmark right Mm. and they map your gut bacteria. And then I had a, like a consultation with them, right? So all of this, um, yeah, after I got that from the doctor, I went and i done all this. And then I had a consultation and the woman was like, oh my God, like all of your levels are like red. Like this should be like this, this, this. So I had like so much wrong with my gut bacteria. Um, and now I'm on like a treatment at the moment to to, to get back to like full health and i feel so good like i i can't be, i can't believe how much better i feel um and like it's been years since i felt this good now i'm i'm not 100% right now but i'm definitely like on the way you know i'm still going through the treatment um but like I,
1: <laughs> first of all i guess i know it sounds maybe strange but yeah, it must have been almost a relief to hear someone say here's what's wrong yeah yeah but the, the funny thing is there's so many people suffering with this
2: right and i think i think that i'm gonna start getting into they like complain about the doctors now but i think the doctors are just so outdated right mm. they're just so like like you go to a doctor they want to give you something that just covers a symptom let's say yeah. i have a pain in my stomach and they're like okay take this this will get rid of the pain but they're not finding out what's actually wrong yeah you know and they're kind of just giving you stuff here you go I'll take that yeah. that'll stop the pain which i think is shocking like if you yeah. think about it like that's shocking like they yeah. should be actually finding out what's this root issue it's just changed
1: my whole mind on like well <laughs> what they do really is they they treat you they treat you for the symptom that you have yeah um, whereas what we should be trying to like optimum health is what we should be aiming for uh, exactly they're, they're not there to get you to optimum health in fact mm far from it they're just there to treat symptoms i i say that in a real derogatory way but um like i think that is the nature of their job yeah you come to the doctor you present a problem they'll try and fix the problem um not the problem but the the the, symptom the symptom yeah is that right though when you think about no i mean really what we should be doing is should be preventative medicine
2: yeah um But the funny thing is, everything I'm taking right now is all natural, like... Really? It's all, like, herbs and, like, you know, it's all
1: natural stuff that's basically... So, is that, like, when you say, I know, like, in terms of bacteria, like, I know some things that are are supposed to be quite good for that, like, let's say, kombucha or fermented goods and foods and and stuff. Are you on any of that stuff? No,
2: so I'm I'm on more, they're more, like, supplements, like, so they're, like, they come in little capsules, but basically they have, like, stuff like, you know... um, I can't even remember the ingredients but the likes of like aloe vera and different stuff in it like so mm-hmm. the the problem I have is it I have a deficiency in my gut microbiome mm-hmm. Um, so like all the healthy bacteria is uh low like mm-hmm. really low yeah. and the way the the I don't know what you'd call her if she's a doctor the way the nutritionist maybe she explained it to me was like that we have all these neurotransmitters in our gut
0: yeah
2: and if your law on certain bacteria, they can't transmit signals to your brain, which yeah. is going to affect your mood, yeah. your energy, everything. Mm. You know, and it's amazing that these people know all of this and they can help you. And mm. it's shocking that a doctor. What what I think is bad about the doctor is that the doctor maintains this thing that I know everything. There's no mm. you, you you just have to live with this O B S instead of saying, listen. We've done everything we can but maybe you should look somewhere else you know what i mean like yeah. that's what i find
1: shocking you know um and to, like hope is you need hope for yeah, anything yeah, i can't exactly, believe yeah. that she said there's no no and you're like i'm i have to at times i have to go to the hospital like there must be a way to fix yeah this. but do you know what like
2: there's been a lot of times in my life where it, like i've been knocked down like that and it's just boring me up to, to mm-hmm. find an answer you know and i feel I feel sorry for someone that would actually take that, what that like if if let's say someone else was in that position, and the doctor said that, to yeah, them and then they just like keep going, give up, and then they spiralled into depression or something because yeah. they felt like they could never yeah. feel good again. You know that 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 hurts me to 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 know that the doc that kind of stuff is going on. You know, but I'm glad that I. Maintain a level of hope always, no matter how difficult the situation is. You know, so. Mm.
1: um But like when you say like they could spiral into the depression, not even from not feel like from being sick, but as you said, like the I think they said there's I could be wrong on this, but there's even more neurons in your in your gut than there is in, you're right, in your yeah, brain. Yeah, they do say that. Yeah. Um And you know we have all of the you know even expressions in English go with your gut. You know, yeah, it's that kind of instinctive brain almost or whatever, but it's. They do say that that sort of stuff is really important for your for your mental health. And, you know, even even in, in a very basic sense, if you have, like, McDonald's all week, you're probably not going to feel great. No. It has nothing to do with your stuff. But mentally, you don't feel great.
2: I started reading a book, right? Um, this guy, um, it's called Unstoppable, right? So, basically, um, he talks about all of this, like, how how to treat the body through nutrition, right? And, and there's actually doctors now treating people with depression uh, with... Um, what, what do you call it? Sorry. <laughs> they're treating people with depression with um probiotics. Mm. Yeah. So basically they're giving them probiotics to balance out their gut and they're getting better results than with the antidepressants. Mm. So this guy he wrote a book, it's called Unstoppable. So he talked about how he's like an entrepreneur and he said that you know, like he read all the self-help books, he done all the mental work, but it just he just couldn't find the energy to do things. He was always tired, he was always anxious, mm. and he was like, what the hell is going on? And a light bulb went on from he went on this whole this, uh, journey to kind of discover what went on, and a kind of light bulb went off that, he, he said, we approach everything uh, mentally, like doing all the mental work, but we don't look at our biochemistry. Mm. And he said, if you don't look at your biochemistry you won't have the fuel to do all that mental work. So mm. like he examined all top athletes and everyone, like he goes into this really extensive kind of research and he shows that a lot of these issues that we're, we're suffering with is due to an imbalance in our biochemistry. And he talks about all the supplements you can take, all the different things you can do. So it's a, it's a really good book. Mm. Um, But I think pe- people need more of that, you know, because yeah. especially from my own experience, I feel that, you know that type of stuff is going to will benefit a lot of people as opposed to just taking something to mask a symptom or you know what i mean exactly like, um, yeah but it's
1: maybe they're not aware of it you know and i wasn't either <laughs> i think in ireland actually just in terms of diet yeah um we can we can disregard it very quickly mm. um as as not very important you know just kind of eat to get the hunger away but i you know when you go to these mediterranean countries they they obviously have a, a, a bigger food culture, but they also, I I think they think a lot more about the the nutritious or side of their food more than we do. I yeah. think maybe that's a, it's a huge generalization, obviously, but yeah, um, I think it's more embedded in their culture. Do you uh, follow a specific? Like apart from the supplements and stuff that you take, do you w- follow a specific? Yeah, diet? right now. So now I don't eat dairy or gluten. So okay. um, they were
2: kind of stuff for me that made me feel a bit dodgy, you know. And mm. since I cut them out, um, I feel a lot better. So my diet's kind of I cleaned up my diet a lot. Um, like I eat a lot of uh, maybe chicken, rice, veg, potato. I'm trying to stick to like unprocessed stuff, like a, a yeah. lot of like. So this nutritionist was also telling me that you know, like most of the food is all pesticides and everything spraying on it, you know, and. Our bodies aren't ha- like able to handle all that stuff, you know. Mm. So, um, I'm trying to go down the kind of organic, unprocessed route. Mm. Um, which I understand. Like, I think what you're saying is right about the diet, and and it is a generalization. I think a lot of us are going more towards convenience. You know, we can we can go on our phone and we can get something delivered in ten minutes or like, well, yeah. half an hour. and... Um, mm. And I've noticed now the fact that I've gone on this cleaner diet, it does take more work. You know, you're, you're cooking food, you're chopping vegetables, you know, and, and, yeah. and it takes time, you know. I think part of the problem is convenience um, and, and just bad habits, you know. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, big time. Yeah. I think that's where, where I struggle sometimes as well is, like, trying to uh, have, find the time to, like, actually cook something or mm. even even if something quick but it, it can it can take a little bit of time especially if you're tired as well it's it's a, it's a bit of a struggle yeah. you have to be kind of on your on your game there you're different when you're tired and hungry yeah the signals in your
2: brain are like just grab anything you know yeah. so it, it like it is like it, it's hard in those moments like and I still like I'm not perfect right now either I still sometimes like I'm picking up stuff I shouldn't you know but yeah I'm trying maybe like 80 90% of the time and and my body will let me know now. Like, like for example, today I was at that training course we were talking about and they had no, like, gluten-free options. So I had to eat kind of, like, a. <laughs> there was food provided and I, I was hungry. So mm. I ate a couple of bits, but I, I could feel it, you know? I really? could feel it. Like, I could feel my concentration,
1: like, the lack of clarity kind of going down and just feeling a bit sluggish, you know? Mm. Um, it's interesting. I'm kind of half paying a bit more of attention to that myself too. Mm. I think if... I mean, maybe myself and I think everybody, if I do eat a lot of carbohydrates, whether it be a big bowl of pasta or something, I do get a bit foggy and find it like difficult to concentrate. Whereas I did this thing back in the pandemic. I I think I was trying to do everything and anything else to just distract myself from other stuff (laughs) that was going on. But I started doing uh, these... um, It it ended up being like a 36-hour fast really every month wow. so it be like sunday night until tuesday morning more or less um but apart from obviously once you get over the fact that you're hungry or whatever like that i found that uh i was just incredibly clear minded yeah. um like maybe to the point that I, but like with but absolute certainty, with something that I had to do. It could have been some kind of delusion. I don't know.
2: No, you're right. No, yeah. you definitely. I I I admire you for the whole thirty six hours. That's long. It was. It was stupid. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're did, supposed to build up to these things. But there is a lot of guys like um, it, like if you look at the MMA world, there's a guy George Saint Pierre. I don't know if yeah. you heard him, He does like two, I think two or three day fast, like three times a year or something, um. Mm and he'll do like kind of intermittent fasting but there's some science behind it as well because when there's no food there right your body doesn't have to work to kind of digest everything you know so you have more kind of energy available Um, and i had a similar experience because i with all these these gut issues i've been having i actually went into the hospital to get um. A colonoscopy done so it's basically mm. where they put a camera up, mm. you know i imagine it's it, great fun you know, it's very, <laughs> I, I can tell you what happened after but basically the the you know before i went in i had to fast and i had to you have to drink this fluid right and it basically flushes everything out of your eyes but i remember waking up the next day and i was like oh my god i feel so peaceful like i just felt so relaxed my mind was so focused. And it was because I was clear, you know? Yeah. Which, it was good for me to feel that because then I knew, like, that this gut is causing a lot of the, let's say, the the issues I was having, like, not feeling good, you know, like, yeah. mentally. Um, but when I went in to get the colonoscopy, they gave me, like, a. Uh, don't know if this is too much information. Nah, <laughs> well, let,
1: let's see, I'll tell you if it is. They gave, they gave me a... Uh,
2: they give you like a, a mild a sedation like so you're kind of like like, like I can remember everything like so they're kind of like turn this way turn that way and they were doing the exam like and and they were like How's was that and I was like yeah okay and then they got to a certain point and it was like so painful like I actually started to sweat mm. like just sweat start pouring out me mm. so uh, the sedative obviously wasn't working great then oh so they, <laughs> they had to stop and then they were like okay okay we've done enough that's okay <laughs> you know <Jeez. laughs>
0: But uh, it's funny, it's funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I always like, I never laugh too much at these things because I always think it's only a matter of time before I'm in there doing that as well. Um, I'm sure we'll all end up doing that sort of stuff at some point in our lives. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) hopefully not. Um, But yeah, that's, it's, it's great that you, well, that found this whatever you want to call them a nutritionist or, or whatever it might be can I ask when you went to the doctor did they ever analyse your your shit then or uh,
2: uh, no they don't no they didn't like I don't think they have the capabilities to do that like like I was saying I think a lot of that stuff is outdated you know like um, i actually only seen somebody no I was in the course today actually um, and somebody mentioned um, that doctors are going um, now I'm not saying I think doctors are amazing and they're mm. saving people's lives and mm. they they're there's so many amazing things they're doing you know yeah. I just feel the nutritional side of things so I've heard that doctors only get like six weeks training in nutrition and then I've also heard today that a new doctor now that goes um it takes like 10 years to learn to become a doctor like mm. the stuff that they're learning is is obsolete i've heard the, mm. the information like so i just I, I feel there's a bit of a gap there especially with go issues um yeah and they couldn't like it, it's clear like that they couldn't help me like they were giving me like it, it's this thing called a proton pump inhibitor i don't know if you heard of it. So it's basically a tablet you take that neutralizes the go acid okay or, or or a laxative you know and that was their solution for me. yeah which long term is not good because like your body starts to rely on laxatives and then the also the other thing they give you kind of affects your your stomach acid you know so long term they're not healthy to be on you know and yeah they weren't working for me so they done everything they could they've done a colonoscopy they done um i got an endoscopy which is a camera down mm. um so i feel like they kind of took it as far as they could you know
0: mm.
2: um, and then they just told me like this is what you have live with it instead of saying look we don't know, maybe you should try, you know, a nutritionist or maybe you should try, you know, it was, it was very like.
1: I wonder, were they like looking for something, you know, whether it be cancer or. Yeah, so,
2: so or, they, or... they were, they were, yeah. So they were like trying to rule out medical stuff, you know. Yeah. But, but the problem is like, I, I was still having issues, even though maybe nothing medical came up, I yeah. was still having issues and, and they couldn't really help me then yeah. at that point. So there needs to be like a, kind of a thing where they say look we've taken it this
1: far yeah at the, very, women, at the yeah. very least they could say yeah. like I can't I don't know what's going on maybe try a nutritionist yeah and that would be at the very least as opposed to giving out antidepressants or, or just saying just give just give up it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god I just I can't know. believe that man I that know. is that I, is insane. I have this thing in my head I'm
2: like, like when I'm my guts healthy again to go into the doctor and just like sit down with her and just say look by the way, you know, you told me this X amount of months ago, like, I'm fully healthy now. Like I'm, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I just feel like maybe if I do that, it might help other people, you know? Like, like I just, Absolutely. you know, yeah. sometimes you kind of have to just make a bit of a fuss about it so that they kind of, maybe they'll look at it and say, oh, oh my God. Yeah, just because you know?
1: it's a doctor doesn't necessarily mean they don't need to hear feedback. Yeah. Like, if you're in a restaurant, you get a bad meal. Normally, you're going to, like tell yeah. the chef right that's the whole idea that the chef gets better yeah um
2: like at the same time it's not their fault that I'm suffering with this but it's just frustrating because you feel like they should be giving you the right advice and helping you you know
1: but yeah, yeah. so a uh, primary objective in life is to feel as he- happy and healthy as, as possible Yeah. so obviously diet is going to be a big a big part of that um what other... um things do you tend to look after and in, in terms of being happy and healthy um your business is one
2: you know like um so like i'm, I'm self-employed at the moment you know i'm, I'm running a business and um, look like i'd like my business to grow to a point um where you know i'd like it to be a success you know um where financially it can provide uh, you know quite a good income for me um, and i can you know buy a house and do the things i want to do like i would like to be successful um because i like the freedom that comes with you know being financially successful all the opportunities that you can have and all the things you can do you know so
0: Mm
2: -hmm. i feel like if 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 i was to just work an average job you know you kind of cap that what you can earn and, and and you know yeah and you're giving all your time you know I feel with business you have the opportunity there's no roof the roof is only as far as you take it you know or well some markets have kind of a, a limit yeah. but um, yeah my goal is to be you know successful financially you know um, I want to give back as well you know I want to I don't want to just be selfish in business mm-hmm. and just think of myself you know I would like to be successful so I can help my friends and my family and then also help other people as well you mm-hmm. know and um, we are doing a bit of that with the business, like we're giving a five percent of our profits back to charity to help people with uh disabilities.
1: Um. So. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. And and also obviously helping Thomas in in, yeah. in himself. That was the goal from the from the very beginning. The start, right? Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's that's really admirable. Um, I think it's having having those goals in, in terms of business, like it's interesting that you like you have the you know that you have to look after yourself because mm. actually your health um the, the the health of the business completely depends on your health yeah really your energy levels yeah you have to be able to go in there every day and 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 face whatever problem comes up like i often think of people who you know have a job let's say um and and they might face a problem on a, on a day that they're a little bit hungover or whatever, and they can just kind of say to themselves, I, you know, I'll just do that tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I'll kind of I know that I'll get away with hiding here today and I'll I'll, I'll look after yeah. that tomorrow when it's your own business. There is there's no room for hiding it's a big it's actually it's a big black mirror at you're, times as
2: well you're right yeah you're right um i did say that to some of my friends as well like when you do work for someone like if you clock off that's your you're done mm-hmm. you don't care you don't worry about the money that's coming in mm-hmm. you don't like you're still getting paid like you there's people worrying about the business you know but when it's you mm-hmm. you know you know there's this constant thing of like if, if, if sales aren't coming in, you know, I can't pay this, that, this, you know. So yeah. there is that level of, of pressure that comes with it. Um, and it, it can be hard sometimes. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's sometimes times where, you know, it can get on top of me. Um, mm. And I think it's normal, you know, for it to get on top of you. You know, you just have to... Have your moment and then just refocus you know do you have a mentor do you have someone that you look to do you have someone I, that can help you out yeah or? I've, I've worked with a couple of mentors so i'm working with the local enterprise office they're fantastic like the the what they provided is is amazing you know and, yeah. and anybody that's in has a business i would you know maybe small business um i'd recommend getting in touch with them but they've uh provided a mentor so i've worked on a, a mentor in the past and i actually have a new mentor that i'm starting with on friday as well so i've worked with a couple of different mentors
1: mm. um but um I, I, i'll just say one yeah. thing I've, I've had i've had actually mixed experiences with the local enterprise office but i'm going to speak about the positive experience. Yeah, yeah yeah and it was kind of an anecdote actually that the guy uh told me um before i i went for some particular type of funding for the old business and he was saying, like, you know, it's he, he gave me the anecdote. It's like you're going to a, a theme park. When you go to the theme park, you consider the price of the theme park, right? You might be, whatever, 15 mm. euros to get into the theme park. Um, but once you're in there, you're going to go on all of the ups and downs and the rides and, like, the, the scary ones, the exciting ones. But you've paid that 15 euro and you're in there and you don't think about that 15 euro anymore. Yeah. You're just in there now. And he was saying that you need to essentially write down all of the potential risks or the the price. What is the price? What is the price in terms of your friendships? What's yeah. the price in terms of um, your time? How you're gonna feel? Like all of these different things that mm. you need to essentially uh, have a bit of foresight in how difficult this is going to be. Mm. But he said, once you've got it written down, once you know that the total price of entering the theme park of opening a business, it's, it's over now, you're in, Yeah. just go for it, just have a good time, the ups, the downs, the falls, the ups, uh, and that actually was, I think, quite like really useful uh, advice for me to hear at that De- particular definitely, time. Definitely, yeah, mm.
2: definitely, that's a great analogy, mm. um, and yeah, you're right, yeah, you, you can definitely do some level of like, forecasting, you know, what's going to go and what could go wrong, what, you know, Yeah. Um, and then you have to be ready for the things you don't expect as well, you know, but um. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a good analogy. You know, there there's always going to be some level of risk, I think, involved. And in, you know, um...
1: can I ask how did you get the um? How did you get that? A, a very direct, way too direct question. Um, how did the deals with the the bigger brands come about? With um, just a couple of them actually reached
2: out to us. Brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, like Um, Wellbarger actually, and um, present Group reached out to us. Um. They wanted to do something, you know, to give back, you know. So they actually, we collaborated with them. We done a pair of uh, socks and um, all the proceeds went to Down Syndrome Ireland. So, um, nice. you know, they wanted to, they actually do a bit of merch. Um, I think yeah. they do hoodies and t-shirts and uh, they wanted to do, to do something different. So they contacted us. And then there's a couple of others that uh, contacted us as well, um, which is great. So it means that the words getting around about the business, these people are seeing it. And they're connecting with it in some way, you know, and then oh, I've done an exercise where I've actually kind of reached out to businesses as well mm. so i've I've sent emails you know and I've mm. contacted businesses, and we've got some collaborations that way, Brilliant. so we are both, but we've had got a we've got a lot coming to us, which mm. I'm so grateful for, you know, and I think it just shows that people really are connecting with the
1: story and um when you're approaching like let's say sending an email yeah um, are you thinking of the person who's receiving the email, or is it just like a focus on on what you want to say in your story? But you know, sometimes if you're if you're talking to a specific person, you can kind of, you know, you you might speak a specific way, or yeah. you know, you know, you're like, okay, I know this person, and this is that type of person. I'm gonna write yeah. the email this way, or is it just kind of? Well, I think the first email, like
2: a lot of these companies you don't know who your who the person is so yeah. there's a thing where they say you need to mirror like people so i think when the response comes back then i would probably tweak and mirror them like if they're kind of like you you're right in what you say you get some people who are straight to the point how much how long you know mm etc like they want all the facts and then you kind of have to mirror that and say i can have it this 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 then you get other people that are kind of more like chatty and they're like oh that's amazing i love this yeah and then so there is an element of kind of like mirroring people but initially you know a lot of this the emails that i would have sent out would be kind of cold so there would be more of a generic like i wouldn't have talked to the person before but i'd say look this is what we have to offer i think it'd be great to work with your brand you know i i try to get the person that it is going to make the decision that's the most important thing as well you know when you're contacting companies you know if you send it to some generic inbox it's never going to get to the right mm. person so i i've done a few uh like the local enterprise we've done a course you know and there's there's tools and stuff you can use to find the right people mm. Um, which is very helpful Um. Well, oh, yeah, the force won't be like a generic kind of email, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just how we can kind of benefit them and and they can benefit
1: us, you know, yeah. kind of like a win-win kind of approach to it. Yeah, yeah. what do you think Dublin is like to set up in in terms of setting up a business? Do you find it limited? Do you find it very help? You know, like a positive environment or setting up a business? Um, for
2: like. For the business that we set up, um, it's been generally positive, to be mm. honest. Um, you know, we have got Thomas who has special needs, you know, and I don't think people are nasty enough. To, like, I think we get a little bit of grace, you know, where mm. other businesses might get a bit, a uh, bit of a harder kind of mm. uh, reaction from people. But for us, it's been great. You know, mm. it's very positive. Like I would say, like definitely, the feedback from people has been quite positive and um, the resources around as well the people offering us support and all like hey we're doing an event Do you want to come to it in this or you know we have this or that it's been great as well but i think it's all down to i don't know if if it is but i think it's down to the fact you know what our business is about on the story i feel yeah. like people you know are giving us you know they want to help, they want to support. I don't know if other businesses feel the same, you know? So I I can't really speak for that, but for us it's been great, you know, it's been quite positive, so. um, And do you have plans to grow internationally or? Yeah, yeah, so we we sell online at the moment, so we're actually selling quite a lot into the UK and and Ireland. Um, We do get a few orders in America and let's say Europe, but we haven't kind of fully kind of broke their markets. so we do we want to expand like that's the the, the plan like on it th- as as much places as we can sell you know um so it's it's a journey you know Um, the uk took a little bit of oil we we established an oil and forest and then we kind of got some stuff into the uk so then the next one will probably be maybe europe or or the states and we'll kind of focus so it'll, it'll take time you know yeah. to build their markets Um, yeah but
1: we definitely definitely want to build um, what, why i like uh, talking to people like you is because um what you're what you're doing the same way like someone who might move to to Ireland has like you're doing let, let's say uh, n- n- normal enough things but because you're 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 pushing your your limits really you you're faced with um quite consistently like difficult challenges yeah. i would say mentally um like let's take something like we spoke about failure earlier on um but even success you know what do they say if you if you sleep on success you wake up with a failure yeah um, you know or don't let success go to your head don't let failure go to your heart like you also have to manage that like that's something for me that i find very difficult if i i know if i'm involved in a project that let's say it's the energy behind it is me i have to work very hard on not letting the the failures actually um i'm very i i'm very reluctant to take any form of success i'm very good (laughs) at that but on the flip side i'm very bad at like i i find if anything i don't i would never say that i'm a perfectionist because i'm definitely not yeah, uh, and I'm working really, really hard to actually go for that. That aspect of the I don't know if you've ever heard of the term sprezzatura, which is like there's a restaurant called sprezzatura as well. It's like an Italian word. I don't think it has a direct translation, but it essentially means uh, finding beauty or finding perfection within imperfection. Yeah. So you know, in terms of like that kind of culinary aspect, it might be like cracking egg on the table and like oh, that that's beautiful. You know, uh, yeah. it, that's kind of madness, but. Um, that aspect of just like doing things, and not trying to make them absolutely perfect, but putting anything out there, and whether you get negative feedback or you think that that's not good enough, and dealing with that disappointment, yeah, can be quite hard. Yeah, it can, it can,
2: especially if if it's attached to you in some form, like the, whatever the product is that you're putting out there. Yeah. You know, it can, you can, you kind of. I feel sometimes you need to put that personal
1: bit aside and just get the business hat on you know But um, can i just stop yeah. there putting that personal bit aside is the challenge yeah yeah um, and that's not easy to do and yeah um like I, i'm interested. like uh, i know that you look after your health you you do all of these things but is like is it just maybe innate in you or have you had to develop that skill put yourself aside
2: i think uh, yeah i think I've always been a bigger picture think, thinker, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, when things happen, I kind of look at the bigger picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, we have to be realistic. Like, when we go into a new venture, like, we we, we can't know everything about it, mm-hmm. you know? We, we can't, like, if we just done the work and everything went smoothly, it just wouldn't be right, you know? It's not normal, it's not natural. There has to be some element of like I think failure fuels you you know it actually it's like a little jab where you're like Mm. it wakes you up and you're like oh Mm. what did I do wrong there or what is that Mm. or or, I think the most important thing is to see the picture clearly like you could put something out and Maybe it didn't go as well as you expected. And and then in your mind you can get into this whole cycle of, oh shit, that's terrible. That's not gonna work. But in reality, maybe it was just like you posted something on the wrong day, or maybe you just didn't put it in the right place, you know. So the ability to kind of see things as they are and kind of take that what's that critical mind where, where you know you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Um I think that's very important, like to kind of just see things as they are. When you fail understand that everybody else has failed like like look at all like like i heard elon musk he was like weeks away from spacex going into um like what's the word bankruptcy mm. and there's so many people that have been successful and they all messed up you know mm. so like i kind of maybe when when things go wrong like i'll, I'll have a little kind of sit down with myself and I'll be like what what went wrong there like what did we do wrong and then they'll be like, okay, maybe you've done this wrong, maybe you done that wrong. Okay, well what what will we do next time, you know? Or I'll talk it out to somebody, you know, and it's like I don't think ignoring it is not the right approach, you know. If if something's affecting you in a certain way, you need to kind of process it, you know, but mm. don't get swallowed up into the hole of thinking like I
1: failed, everything's bad, you know, it's
0: mm.
1: yeah. I've kind of gone on a tangent. No, there, but, but you you explain yeah. it well, but uh, I would say uh, it seems to me that you have that uh, innate to a certain extent towards your personality to uh, a bit. I'd say yeah. I would be more the type of person where I had to learn that. Right, right. Um, yeah. In that I probably would get carried away initially with the emotion of it. And and then I would have had to learn that. Ask yourself the question, like, how could I have made that better? Um, you know, taking responsibility for it and and. You no, know, it didn't go perfectly, that's fine. But how even, even something that went really well actually, yeah. how could you have made it better? Yeah. Like constantly asking yourself that question. Um but for me that was something that I had to learn. But it's interesting, you know, talking to you. You seem you seem to have it in, in your personality, which I think is obviously a positive thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also I'm quite uh I'm quite religious as well. Like I, I, I believe in God, you know, I, I practice my faith, you know, and a lot of the things that I, like what I'm saying to you, I, I get from my faith, you know, mm. like and like that That also helps me as well, you know, mm. like, so I, I actually, I would talk to God maybe if something's not going right, I'd be like, great God, well, what went wrong there, you know, like how did I mess up, you know, mm. or, or whatever. And so maybe that's where I get it from as well, mm. you know, my faith as well mm. helps me in, in, in that sense, you know, have you always ha- had that faith since, since um, being a kid, or is it something that you are discovered no, again? I, I developed it maybe in my early 20s. Um, mm. I developed it, and, and and recently i really started to de- delve into it. I actually started, um, in January I started, a, it's a Bible in a year. So you go through mm. the whole Bible in one year. Mm. You listen to it every night. It's only 20 minutes, so it's great. Like 20, 25 minutes, and by the end of the year you'll have the whole Bible done. Mm. But there's so many lessons in the bible like so so many lessons mm. like um that apply today you know so a lot a lot of the stuff i get it, it
1: kind of comes from that as well you know is um, there any specific type of bible that you're reading because it's like a thousand million versions of it isn't there yeah um i don't
2: know off the top i think it's the king james bible i think or, or something along that but it's a kind of more modern but they're, they're all uh essentially the same thing they're just slightly different wordings and interpretations you know i'm actually using an app at the moment called Hallow. have you heard of it um no right it's it's so it's it's basically a bible app and um the priest that uh is reading out it's actually a priest who's, who's doing like he basically record this bible in a year you listen every night He's, he's deadly. Like he, he does a uh, CrossFit and everything. Like I've never seen a priest like this in my life. And you look at him, you wouldn't think it was a priest. Like, that. Yeah. and he's just so down to earth and and, and explains everything. But um, yeah, I, I I'm going on this journey. You know, I think when we're younger, you know, we're told like you know, oh, you need to go to church. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that, and we don't understand why we're doing it. We're yeah. like, why are we doing it? Because we're told to do it. You know. Yeah. So for me. I'm on this kind of journey right now where I'm just delving into, like, why why do we do this, you know? Yeah. What is this all about? Mm. And I don't think you'll fully understand that until you, like, and I don't fully understand it, but I definitely have a better understanding until you kind of delve into the Bible and go through it and see what happens, you know? Mm. And I hear a lot of people, like, like I hear a lot of people nowadays, like, you mentioned church, and they're like, oh, i would born if I go near a church. Like, mm-hmm. they feel like they're, Mm. They're not um let's say they're not good enough or they're not worthy or they've done too many wrong things in their life. The funny thing is when you read the Old Testament, every single one of them are like, like they're going off having sex with other people or they're doing all this bad stuff, you know. And like God still forgives them or whatever. And like mm. it, it's just so much learning in the Bible and. But yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Like when I was younger, maybe I, I didn't have that interest, but now I'm I'm really starting to kind of delve into it, you know, and it's
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah, um it's it's something that I I'm also interested in. I look at it in a similar way to you, in the sense that I was yeah, also obligated to go to church as, yeah. a, as a young guy. Um and just wasn't able to relate in any way to anything that was being said there at, at the time. Uh, because I mean, what you have is like an old priest who's like, uh, I just didn't, I just didn't understand the stories, yeah. you know. And also, I don't think the priest gave a shit about actually explaining it properly. Yeah. It, it, you know, you. I was bored. Basically, I was a kid. I wanted to play football. I didn't want to sit there for an hour. Um, but I remember being told. I remember my dad once said to me, "He's like, you don't believe in God, Mark D., and I was like, it's like, I don't know if I don't believe in him, but I, I'm definitely not interested anyway." Yeah. And he said, "Well, you know." If, if you live a christian life you live a good life and I he never explained it in more detail and he didn't he was a man of a few words really oh, yeah. uh, but um i i sometimes think of that like in in terms of well okay let's just start there what what's a christian life you know what what does that actually mean you know and it's it's something that i'm now into maybe somewhere trying to like yeah. decode a little bit in my own way as opposed mm. to listening to what I thought were the educators at the time, I, I'd actually prefer to try and maybe self-teach it yeah. uh, out of curiosity. You know, not not necessarily yeah. to say in a religious way, but just out of curiosity. These are people who practice this for thousands of years. Yeah. So there must be something to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like it's still going after so long. Yeah, and, and I I would agree with you. You know, like I think when we're younger, like we're just sitting there, we're just listening, blah blah blah. Like we don't know what's going on. You know, mm. and. It's, yeah, it can be hard, like, it, it, I, I can see why a lot of people might fall away, and, and normally it's because other things take over in their life, you know, and they start, they come to an age where it's like, or it's time to go out and party and drink and do all this stuff and all, you know, which happens, you know. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't have my faith, like, I, I don't know where I'd be, honestly, like, I've had some really tough times, you know, and all I've had was, like, God, like, you know, like, mm. I've had some really hard times and all I could do was chat, mm.
0: Um.
2: And it's just these like little nuggets like I get all the time, and I'm like, oh my god, like that mm. makes some like I feel like if you studied the Bible, you'd be so wise, you know. Mm. Um, there's a book called the Book of Proverbs. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, it's very good. Like there's there's all little kind of nuggets in it, like and there's one like let's say this could relate to business, like um, it says like he who gathers money hastily oh sorry money gathered hastily will dwindle Mm. but he who gathers little by little will increase it so basically what that means is money that you get fast is just going to disappear but if you gather little by little but you'll grow like so it's it's Mm. like these little kind of like and you probably say that makes sense like so there's all these little kind of things that are like it's almost like a guide for life like but the, the main thing i'm finding right now in the bible is like it's just about love, you know, like loving your neighbor, mm. you know. Um lo- like loving yourself. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is like and it's it, some of the old testament is hard to read because you're hearing all this stuff like where like you know, people do something wrong and then they're like they're dead, like they're getting like you'll die if you do this and you do that, you know, but I think like what God was trying to do in the Old Testament is kind of train people to live a good life, you know? Mm. Like, it's it's easy to do the wrong thing, you know? It's mm. easy for, like, it's easy to go out and do, like, you know, bad things, you know what I mean? It's hard to live that life and have that self-discipline and have that, you know, level of integrity, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what faith teaches you and religion teaches you, to have that integrity. Like, when nobody's watching to do the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um, for
1: me, anyway, that's how I... Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, what, what comes to mind a little bit is, when you're talking about them. Um, sometimes when I... like, I, I often think that within those proverbs and within those stories, there's... there's mm, they're even connected to nature to a certain extent. You know, I often imagine when you say about money, you know, gathered hastily will it won't work uh, but you know something bit by bit even if you think like I've ever seen plants that like shoot up really quickly but then they just fall over you know does it's a, almost law of nature like to a certain extent there's another one about that though yeah mm. yeah
2: does uh, it I'm glad you said that though because there's does a it, does it part Jesus tells this story about like the word um, the word of God like and he says it's like seed scattered like mm. and he says some of the seed falls on like rocky ground and it shoots up really fast, but because there's rocks around it, they swallow it and the, the plant dies. Mm. And then he's like, um, other seed falls in shallow soil and it grows up, but because it hasn't got uh, roots, it just falls over. Mm. And then he said, seed falls in good soil and it builds roots and it grows up and it's, it becomes like something really big. And I think he's just talking about, he's like, it's like the word of God, like some of us let's say it only sinks in a little bit
0: Mm. Mm.
2: and then we start doing well but we fall like like the Bible's also about having faith like god teaches us like this is a different story but um basically he he tells us that like he wants us to trust in him like like jesus was out on the the river one night and uh on the sea and his disciples seen him in the distance and they're like jesus is that you and he was like yeah he was like um I think Peter was like, if that's you, tell me to come to you and I'll walk to you. And he said, come to me. And he started walking across the water mm. towards Jesus. Mm. And uh, he's walking on the water and he's like, oh my God. But then the wind starts to blow mm. and he starts to get afraid because the wind is blowing mm. and he starts to sink. Mm. And Jesus reached out his hand and grabs him. And then he's like, he's like, why did you do? Like, why did you not have faith in me? Mm. Um, and I, I think it's teaching us that, you know, When you have faith and you're just focused on God, all the rockiness of the world, all the shit that's coming at you, if you just stay focused and don't worry about that, like you'll get through. I think that's what God's trying to tell us. But basically he's saying about back to the seed analogy, when the seed sinks down into good soil, Mm. it's like God's word sinking deep into you and then you, you know you grow from strong roots but some people maybe it only sinks in a little bit like the rocks and then it's swallowed up and all so like I just I think all these things are
1: fascinating you know yeah I, I totally agree <laughs> I totally agree uh, because you know I studied psychology and I think there's a lot of actually what is in psychology is in very very different language uh, in places like the Bible yeah. not not everywhere um, uh, not, not all of the Bible but like there are certain aspects of it for sure like um I heard this explained on, on a different podcast before, but it's something that I, I, I very much took on. You know, the story of uh, the prodigal son and, yeah. and how that, I never understood that when I was in church, like it was like, this is the word of the Lord or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? It's like one guy went off and just had a great time. Yeah, they and yeah. But then, you know, another person explained that in the way of the three people represent one person. Um and you know the father it might be like your kind of overarching voice and then you've got your desires which is one aspect which was one yeah. son and he wants to go off and do all of the bad stuff like you're talking about and then you've got another side of you that wants to study that wants you to grow that wants to look after everybody whatever um but in the end the father accepted both of them yeah essentially loving all aspects of himself and and then and and flaws and all and what actually happens is that brings back a whole person and i never like under but that within psychology is a that's a huge part of psychology learning to look at every aspect of yourself and i love it learning to love it learning to work with it
2: yeah
1: you know it's what you do if you're addicted to something you you first of all you have to bloody admit that you're addicted to something that's the first step um and it's looking at that Uh, aspect of yourself no you're right and also in that prodigal son story (laughs) because
2: like when you first hear that you're kind of like why did he welcome like basically the son took the inheritance from the dad he said I want my inheritance early took the inheritance went off and just like squandered it and was off with prostitutes and everything and then came back and the dad seeing the son coming back and he was like, there's my son, uh, kill the fattened calf for him, let's make a big meal. And then the other brother was like, hold on a minute, mm. hes said they're going off spending all the money and I've been sitting here by your side, you know. Mm. But I think the, like what it says in the Bible as well is like there's more joy in heaven when a sinner repents than when a good person does good, you know. So this was a, a guy who had messed up. And wasted all his money, but he came back and he was like, "Look, I'm sorry, Dad, I messed up, you know." And there's so much joy in that, you know, and yeah. and, and I think that's it's comforting to know that that if we do mess up as well, that mm. like if you're someone of faith, like God is welcoming you back to to forgive you and and you know help you move on. You know what I mean? So yeah. very um, powerful tool. Yeah,
1: definitely very very powerful tool to have in there have on your side i think yeah Um, yeah a a big i think it's it's like now that you explain that to me i i understand a lot more of of where the where that mentality comes from where the you know that faith essentially that things will will be okay as you said earlier on you know you have an ability to have a different perspective on on a problem Mm. um like a macro level uh, perspective and that's what that is it's 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 kind of taking yourself out of out of a situation in your case talking to god um but what you're really doing there is just you're you're changing your perspective yeah um which is which is very cool really interesting and and i think you, you always have to remember as well like
2: if you have faith like these issues that we're facing, these problems and all, they're nothing to, like, God. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're, like, I say that to myself sometimes. Like, if I have, a, if I fail in some, or something, I can't see a way to overcome an obstacle in my way for business, I'm, like, mm-hmm. that is, that's, like, a grain of sand to what God can do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you kind of, you yeah. kind of, shrinking the problem down. It's
1: not as bad as you think it is. You yeah. know what I mean? So absolutely. Never is. Yeah. Um Shane, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I feel like we could chat for a lot longer when yeah. we get yeah. into this topic. But um is there somewhere we can can follow you or follow the business or is there anywhere you'd like people to maybe reach out to you or anything yeah, like that yeah so if people want to
2: follow the sock business they yeah. can um, I'll spell this out because what uh,
1: I, I can put yeah, it Yeah you can it put it the
2: name in on it yeah in the so description it's of the episode. it's a uh, 2 socks and uh, if they want to reach out to me if they have any questions um, Mm. You can put my link in there. So my name is Shane Barry as well. So Mm. you can get me on Instagram or or whatever. Perfect. Thanks a million,
1: Shane. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it.
2: Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad. And I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly. But sometimes when you drink that much water